0: Do you suffer from noodle arms? Because I'm not going to lie. I kind of do. (laughs) But I'm learning how I can build my muscles. So I no longer look like one of those, you know, roadside, wacky, waving, inflatable thingies (laughs) you guys know know what i'm talking about anyway welcome to another episode of the living healthy podcast i'm candace
1: and i'm andrew
0: and today our topic is all about strength training
1: strength training i gotta say uh strength training this is a cool topic because i actually just started strength training last year and i have felt like it's made a difference so i'm excited to talk about this
0: me too yeah
1: Uh, Okay. So our guest on the show today is actually a personal training director. He's been in the industry for over eight years. He's lost 110 pounds himself. That's kind of what motivated him to get into the industry. Uh, He's joining us now, Mark Joseph de Guzman. How are you doing? Good.
2: Thank you for having me. How are you guys doing? Doing well.
1: Doing good. good. So let's start off by uh, setting the table. Let's define strength training. First of all, Do, do body weight exercises count or is it more about using weights and machines?
2: Um, definitely body weight does count any type of tension towards the muscle any restriction will be counted as strain training okay um, the whole purpose of that is so that we can go through the repair process of releasing 70% of our body fat hmm
1: okay w- Okay. Well, what does that mean let's, so let's go into that a little bit What yeah, is releasing I, yeah. 70% of body fat
2: correct so what ends up happening inside our body is um, once we break the muscle down um, it's gonna cause a soreness now the soreness will send a signal to our brain to say hey that's release the phospholipids and the cholesterol to go repair the muscle. Now in order for that muscle to grow, the only way is to bring in the right amount of protein. So that's the, the actual real part of losing, se- or shrinking 70% of your fat cell, is the repair process of breaking down the muscle. In this case, strength training. Uh, okay.
0: okay, I mean, and we all know that strength training and working out with weights helps build muscle, but how exactly, you know, like what's happening in our bodies when we bring the weights into our workouts?
2: So the process of this, what I like to kind of compare it to is like gardening, all right? So we break the dirt down, right? That's the same thing as strength training or weightlifting. Now the cholesterol and phospholipids will now go to the muscle, uh, to help repair it now this is just like new soil and a new plant putting into the ground mm-hmm. after you dug the hole now this process no matter how well you do this guys what's going to end up happening is if you don't water the plant what happens to the plant Oh yeah,
1: it's gonna it die won't it. grow in this right. case
2: now if you're if you don't feed the right amount of protein to your muscle what happens to your muscle it won't grow as well so the muscle needs to grow through the protein now if your muscle grows in this case now your metabolism will increase as well
1: huh interesting okay
0: wants. <laughs> yeah
1: right so that's Wow, that's a really interesting analogy. I've never thought about it. That makes sense. So you're kind of breaking your muscle down so that it can repair. You got to feed it the, the the protein, which is the way to kind of like um, feed it so that it can grow back stronger, I guess? Correct, yes. Okay, okay. So you mentioned metabolism there real quick. I want to talk about that. So I've kind of heard that like through strength training, you can speed up, you can actually change your metabolism. And why is that important to change your metabolism?
2: Well, I mean, one's metabolism is what's going to be able to help you burn the weight off and keep the weight off. Think of metabolism like a business inside your body. The more you feed your metabolism and more investment you throw into it, the more it's going to burn for you. So uh, give me an idea. Um, One pound of lean muscle burns about, say, 50 calories extra per day. So you build one pound of muscle, you have an extra 50 calories being burnt. Um, If you focus, say, the next 10 months now onto building muscle, and it takes about one pound of muscle every month, you will now burn or you'll gain now about, say, 10 pounds of lean muscle. At this point, if you focused on that business, what ends up happening now, your body's burning an extra 500 calories per day without you doing anything. Just at rest. Just as rest, correct. That's like equivalent to a five mile run, guys. That's pretty awesome. Wow, this is not how you can save your joints. Don't have to run seven days a week to try to burn the calories. On top of that, you're coming in maybe three days, four days a week of investing into your business of metabolism. And now basically your body will do the work for you.
1: Hmm. Okay, so you kind of almost have to do, it's like making that investment initially and then it pays dividends down the road a little bit. Like that's why maybe, I wonder if that's why some people kind of give up too early they don't see the results right away because it's like you're building it up to see results like really start to accelerate in month five six seven
2: is that kind of the case i completely agreed i mean um for me my first two years of working out i tried to do everything on my own uh, i did a lot of cardio uh i even tried to lift weights on my own as well but it just got to a point where i kept ping-ponging i went up back down went mm-hmm. up back down and I had to make sure that I really focused on just pure metabolism. And also on top of that, a little bit of cardio, just so I can get the triglycerides out, which is the other 30%. Right.
0: So when it comes to protein being like the building blocks for muscles, are we talking, you know, whole milk and chicken or does it have to be protein shakes? What type of protein are we looking for?
2: So I always advise everyone, if you could bring it in through just natural foods from chicken to turkey or, if you know, veggies, even veggies, uh, you know, the greener it is, uh, the more protein you'll get out of the veggies. If you can do it from whole foods, 100 percent, yes, go ahead and do that. Um, but protein powders, yes, they're going to be or protein shakes, should I say will be necessary if you're on a time crunch. You know, We get it, we have clients that are very busy and they don't have the time to make the foods or anything like that. Mm, So um, recommendations for protein powders or anything like that, just find something that tastes good and just make sure that the carbs are low and that is it. Mm. Okay, Okay. how much
0: protein should people aim to consume a day? Does it vary and depend?
2: What I see a lot of my clients and including myself, don't worry about that. Um, I would say 95% of gym goers or athletes or just people that work out are actually under eating on what they eat. So right. okay. pro, that's the hard part about building muscle. A lot of people, or in this case, a lot of my women clients, oh, I don't wanna do any strength training because I don't wanna build muscle. It's not the weight that builds the muscle, guys. It's actually the food you bring in. So in order to bring, get bigger muscle, you have to bring in the protein like crazy. And that's the hard right. part is to train your stomach to really feed yeah, the muscle.
1: right? Yeah, because so much of like everything is uh, geared towards diets and cutting things out, cutting food out. Don't eat as much food. Don't eat as much. So then once you actually start going this route, you actually may need to actually eat a little bit more or, or eat healthier as well, but just eat more, get more in. So you're saying most people are under eating on their protein then too. So they're not getting enough to build that muscle.
2: Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes down to your calories that like you were talking about right now, um, your main goal is actually to, yes, get your nutrition down a little bit, but you want to raise your BMR as much as possible. In this case, it's r- what increasing is increasing your metabolism. What's BMR? Your basal metabolic rate. So it's the oh, ability okay. of how much your body burns, how many calories it burns on its own, okay. right? Um, so in this case, if you focus on your metabolism, all you're doing is just increasing that number as high as possible. So you get to a point is that now you're probably gonna have a struggle to actually gain weight because if you raise that up high enough,
1: Right, you're burning
2: well, so you're much at rest you're just constantly burning out. That out yes, kind of, yeah. exactly.
1: Mm, right, all right. Hmm.
0: Okay, so like let's clear this up once and for all. Do girls really have to worry about getting bulky after they start weight training because I that is why I have noodle arms. Like that's why it took <laughs> me so long to get into strength training because I was so afraid that if I started, you know, like eating more protein and strength training, I was going to turn into like the incredible hulk or something. Is that true?
2: <laughs> Unfortunately, no. I wish it was true just for my case. Um mm-hmm. I wish it was that easy where you could just push heavy weight and all of a sudden your muscle would get bigger. Um, What I like to tell people is to look up like a lot of these bodybuilders meal plans and see exactly the amount of food that they eat in order for them to get that size. Um, It takes a lot of work. This is almost Um, like a profession in order for you to get that big. So don't ever think that as a female that you're going to grow into this large state of muscles. No, if you see a female like that, Uh they've probably been going to the gym for a long time. And they've had some serious training and a serious nutritional increase from it too as well. Okay. Right. Right.
0: Okay. So they're training to look like that. Correct. So yes. for for bodybuilders that want to bulk what are some of the steps they should go to like start training to add that muscle on without like use of supplements yeah you
2: know like me (laughs) for all the people that want to bulk up (laughs) so one thing they have to understand is one um there's three layers to your muscle all right now it's each layer has a rep range that it represents so basically for a lot of people that want to bulk they you tend to hear oh five reps five sets heavy weight and a lower rep range that's because it's actually taking care of the lower part of your muscle Hmm. then you get into the 10 to 15 rep range this is now the mid part of your muscle and then you get into the higher rep ranges this is where people are they say they're cutting or leaning out that's because it's taking care of the top layer this is where you see the definition so if Mm -hmm. someone's trying to bulk this is where you have to create the different programs and the different scenarios for each person if they're trying to bulk then we will definitely focus more on the bottom layer and going a little bit heavier and targeting the lower rep ranges and then of course applying the amount of protein in order to the size that they're looking for
0: got it Hmm,
1: wow that's interesting. I, I didn't realize that there were different layers of the muscle, but that kind of, that makes sense. That actually makes a lot of sense now. Cause I wonder, so if you're trying to actually literally increase like the look and bulk of your muscle, then it's lower reps, lower reps to get
2: the size. Correct. You're getting mm-hmm. that little, the initial inside part of your muscle. And right. if you're just trying to make sure you, you know, your, your body looks good, your posture straight and everything. Yeah. We'll probably tend to more stand in the 10 rep range up to the 20 to 25 rep range where we're taking care of the middle layer and the top layer. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, are essential we train mm-hmm. our clients to go heavy and go light it's you know you want to make sure your full muscle is being developed right but I mean for some people they're just looking for power and just looking for bulk and that's probably where they're probably going to stay around it's just eating heavy eating as much as they can because they're looking for power okay. what's that what's the average
1: uh, PT client are the, are you, do you train a lot of bodybuilder types or is or is the average client more in that like looking in that middle muscle top muscle just definition just kind of trying to look and feel good but not trying to like compete
2: I would say 70% of my clients are are just in there to really get their health together. Keep, uh, there's okay. A1C's too high, blood pressure's too high, cholesterol's too high, or okay. they're keeping up with their kids. Um, and then the other 20% on top of the 70 would probably just be a lot of our injured. You know, a lot of people are rehabilitating. Other 10% then we'll have like our athletes. You know, we have the athletes, okay. people getting, our students getting ready for college and things right. like that. Okay. Um, but majority of the times it's people just trying to live a healthy lifestyle like myself.
0: Okay. I know there's a lot of different types of um, strength training out there. You know, when it comes to like circuit training, power training, explosive dynamic training, um, muscle isolation. There's just a bunch of things out there. So does one work better than the other?
2: Yes and no. Why I say that is you have to figure out what you're looking for. Um, I always let my clients know we'll partner you up first with what you like, but we want you to stray away and actually get into all the other types of training. All this will do is confuse your muscle and help it keep growing. And that's the main thing is we Mm -hmm. want the metabolism to keep going. So as we get older, it just becomes easier for us to maintain the weight and the healthy lifestyle.
1: Hmm. Okay, so when you say muscle confusion, can you talk about that? That's kind of interesting. So what does that mean? Like, what does that mean exactly?
2: So when I first started and I got into uh, weightlifting by myself, I did the normal Joe of going online, finding a routine, and I did the routine. The first two weeks was amazing. I was sore. I felt the difference. Then three, four weeks later, they didn't really feel it so much. In this mm. case, I started I kept going with it for two months, three months, and I thought, and then I noticed I hit a flat a plateau. In this case, I realized that there's something I'm doing wrong. This is where I got more education with my help with my trainer, and muscle confusion is the way to completely take away the plateau. You want to confuse and, and keep your muscles guessing. Your body's smart. Our body is super smart. So if you keep doing the same thing over and over again. Expecting different results, it's not gonna happen.
1: It kind of adapts to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. it'll mold used to, it. to it. It's yeah, almost right. like imagine uh-huh. back
2: then when we used to play sports and say you took like even just a one month break, right? In between sports and you do that first day again how does the next day feel? You feel super, super sore. Then you do it one more time and not as sore. Then you go the next month doing it. Now it's just repetitive motion and you're practicing and you're getting ready for your next game, right? Right. It's the same thing. If you keep doing the same routine over and over again, your body will adapt and there will be no more changes happening anymore.
1: So how often do you try and switch up? How often do your trainers try and switch up the routines then? Is it like once a week or every two weeks, three weeks, a month?
2: actually with my trainers and the clients um, our main goal is to try to make sure they have different workouts within the next two months okay we want to make sure that they are understanding that every single week they're trying to hit the body parts but at different angles and different types of workouts as well Wow
1: Okay, so there's a lot of different variety then, I guess. Yeah, you got to keep it fun. Huh. I mean,
2: uh, yeah. also one of the big, uh, the biggest things people stop going the gym is just because it gets boring.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You right. Because I would think you like there's only up. one way to do a bicep curl. That I mean, you would think, but I guess there's more. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: mean, even for very experienced, uh, uh, you know, gym goers, uh, they get into body weight exercises. They'll get into even the calisthenics. We're starting to see a lot of people even utilizing it because they're understanding those parts and those different angles of that muscle is necessary to. Build in order for the body to be balanced. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the other side, the rest
1: side of things. So, when you're not working out, um, you're trying to build all this muscle, but rest days seem to be pretty important. Kind of how important is rest when you are strength training?
2: Treat your rest days just like work. Um, I I get it. People are probably, you know, they're hard workers, they want to go to work a lot, but at the same time, we have families. What do you do with work? You go to work five days a week and then you take a break for two days. Not because of the fact that you don't want to make any more money, but Mentally wise, we need to rest and we need to get prepared for the next day. So think of it just like with your body. If you're coming in three to five days a week, let your body rests. It needs sleep. It needs to recover. And that during that recovery process, you have to understand 70% of your fat is being released to go repair. Okay. So it's necessary. Yes, please rest. So if
1: you're not resting, are you, if you're just going to the gym, because yeah, I think most people would think like if I want to build muscle, I got to keep going. I got to keep lifting every single day. But if you're doing that, are you just constantly breaking down the muscle and you're never letting it build back up then? Is that what's happening?
2: So what's in the house, think of it like a a scar or a cut, right? If you uh, cut yourself on your arm and then it causes a scab and then you cut it again what's gonna happen Hmm. it's gonna open -open back up right and then you're gonna try to let it heal again and you're gonna open it back up pretty soon you're gonna lose a lot of skin and probably your arm is gonna be gone Hmm. we want to make sure that you let it heal get the skin back up same thing with your muscle you're gonna tear it down it's making these little microfiber tears let it tear down, then let it recover and then let it hit it again.
1: Okay. How, how long of a time period typically? Is it like a few days? Like if it, let's take your arms, like your biceps or something, if you work that out on a Monday, how long do you need to give it before you can go back to that muscle group?
2: Um, coming in as a starter or if you know, you're, you're still considered like say as a rookie going into the gym, uh, I would give it at least 72 hours. Give okay. that muscle a full potential to rest. As your body becomes more active and becomes more balanced and gets used to the soreness and becomes smarter, um, you're definitely gonna be able to go into maybe 48 hours. Sometimes some people's bodies just will recover in in the next 24 to 48 hours and they can hit it again.
0: Nice. Okay. Um, so what's the best thing that you can do for your muscles after you work out? Would it be like, you know, taking a trip to the sauna? Would it be stretching like cardio ice bath?
2: So after you're done strain training, we actually recommend all of our clients to do 15 to 30 minutes of prescribed cardio afterwards. In this case, now you're gonna be at your target heart rate. This is very important. This is now where you're gonna be able to target your triglycerides. Um, The first 25 to 30 minutes of working out is normally gonna be going down into your sugars, right? So you burn that first before any of your calories. Hmm. Once you get rid of all your sugars, we're gonna pay attention into breaking down the muscles so we can have it repair for the other 70%, right? And then now once all your sugars are gone through strength training, now when you get on the cardio machine, you're now gonna be actually burning pure triglycerides of your fat. So this is how you effectively be able to burn all the calories all the way down. But be careful, because if your heart rate goes high on cardio, this is now where you're actually gonna be going down on muscle, okay. and now if your muscle is mm. going down, what's happening to the metabolism? Hmm. It's staying it's down, it's go, going down. It's staying low. down as yeah. well. Okay. And this is mm. how you actually trap the 70% because your body's going to need something to hang on to now.
1: So what's a good heart rate then to target on uh, on cardio after? So you want to do cardio after weight training instead of before. Correct. But you you want to warm up or something probably before the weight training. Of course. But, but, um, but then uh, when you're doing the cardio, what's that target heart rate? Or what do you want to not try and get above, I guess?
2: I would say non-athletes will be at a 70% of their max heart rate. And okay. if they want to figure out their target heart rate, definitely go to your nearest uh, fitness expert or trainer, and you can okay. ask them immediately. Okay. Um, Um, but if you're an athlete, probably around 85% of your max heart rate, that's where you want to stay at. Okay.
0: You had mentioned something super interesting that I hadn't heard of before about how strength training, it targets the sugar in your blood first, like more than cardio. Is that correct?
2: Uh, So what I meant by that is when you come into the gym and you start working out, what ends up happening is the first 30 minutes of working out is just going to be pure sugars and the carbs that you intake in for the day. That's the God. fuel that it's using? to fuel go fuel now, right? Okay. Okay. So you're not really targeting anything off of your calories or anything like that. It is just pure sugars. After that, then you're actually now actually targeting part of your fat cell. This is where a lot, like myself, I used to do an hour to hour and a half of cardio when I come in. Mm-hmm. I never realized that the first 30 minutes was actually not burning any calories. And I actually was only burning calories for about 30 minutes out of the hour.
0: Hmm. Got it. So
2: we want to game plan properly coming in, not waste any time. So the sugars, we're going to use all that power into our weightlifting, take care of that first. And then once all the sugars are gone and now we can actually target our triglycerides through cardio, that's when we'll hit our cardio.
0: Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.
1: How is it, how important is it to train the entire body? I ask this because the guys, it seems like, you know, you see guys go in and they're really mostly guys are just worried about their upper body, like chest, arms, back that sort of thing so skipping the leg day right so how important is it to really do leg day is it just is it just an aesthetic thing or is it actually is
2: it important I mean aesthetic thing yes I mean I personally don't want to be just top heavy with uh you know with chicken legs but (laughs) um the reason why I always explain this to my clients as well the reason why legs are so important is normally the times people hit legs once a week right now if we want if our main goal is to increase our metabolism and in this case the bigger the muscle the more fat and calories your body your muscle can burn right okay. so think of this like an engine so if you have a 4 cylinder it burns less gas if you have a V8 it burns more gas hmm. you hit your legs once a week but it's half your body so it's 50% hmm. of your fat burn in your metabolic rate i tell people that legs are important not because of how you look but because of the fact that it's your number one cleaner in your metabolism
1: Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Got to hit hmm. that booty some more.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The caboose squats all day.
0: <laughs> okay. So I have kind of just a fun question I wanted to ask you. Shoot it. Um, why do bodybuilders oil and bronze themselves up so much? Like, we get that you have muscles. We can see them. Like, they're huge. It just it's it seems messy and unnecessary. Am I overreacting here? I don't know. But...
2: So that is definitely just through their passion. Um, when it comes down to these bodybuilders, there's a lot of things that judges that we don't ever see, of course, but judges will look at. So this is literally going down to the striations, the vascularity, the, the definition of your muscles. So when they put this baby oil on or they get a tan, um, it's be able to show the shadows of their muscles so they can uh, see the exactly definition. what they okay. need to work on. So you mm-hmm. um, see a lot of these bodybuilders look on their chest. And of course, to us, we look, it's just one big chest. <laughs> right. But to them, they're looking at like the inner part of the lower chest the upper part of their chest? Is, are the creases there? Is the separation from the shoulder to the chest there? Is it showing? Is it not showing? And okay. the oil would just kind of bring that out for them.
0: So wow. there's a method to the madness. Are there I is a method, yes.
2: The oil is actually necessary. It's not there just to look oiled up. <laughs> okay. Wow, Huh? that is actually interesting. I did not yeah. expect that answer. I, I, I just thought it was
1: like, man, eh, because it just looks better. Yeah. But yeah, there's a real okay. reason. Huh?
2: Actually, also a big one for that one is the shadows. So if you see a lot of people working out underneath the light, yeah, it's the same thing as the oil trick is so that they can really see the shadows, shadows of their muscle to see how much it's pumping through.
1: Okay. Oh, wow. Interesting. All right. Well, as we wrap this episode up, we like to do something called actionable advice where basically our listeners can take something away uh, from this episode that they can kind of utilize. Um, so what are a few things that you want people to take away from this episode and, and really
2: stick with them about strength training that maybe they didn't know before? Um, Something that they f- take it away is probably something I took away. Um, I never really liked to do strength training, um, but ever since I did it, it changed my life. It changed my parents' life. Um, I get it. It's scary. Uh, but it's one of those things where when you get through it, you're going to look back and you'll tell yourself and thank yourself. Thank you for going through it. Because it, it's 70% of our fat burn. So it just it makes sense to me at least. I used to come in taking care of the 30%. I now focus more on the 70%. My life's a little bit better. And then I take care of the other 30. makes it even more better. So if there's anything, just do it. Find your nearest expert. Ask to exactly what needs to get done to your body. Just get it done. Once you're there, your, your body's going to feel more focused. And you'll be able to focus on your family, your business, your income, your finances, whatever it is, a lot more. And trust me when I say that. It helped me out. All
1: right. Great. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it.
2: Oh, thank you for having
1: me. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back in another two weeks with a brand new episode. This one's going to be about nutrition. So if you're not already a subscriber to the podcast, make sure you do that so that you get notified right away when the episode goes up. Thanks for being a good listener. And until next time, we'll see you in the gym.